Amen. First, first John chapter three, verses 11, 12 and 13. Here's John. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. Precious Lord, thank you for the message. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the beauty of it. Thank you for the power of it. Thank you for the grace and mercy that's found in your word, Father God. Thank you for the power that comes when we receive you as as Lord and Savior and receive your spirit, Father God. Thank you for the church, the people of God everywhere and throughout the land. We pray for our brothers and sisters everywhere because marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate us. Amen. 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 John is John again. John is 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 going over and over. I said it several times as going through the lessons. He was a circular preacher. A circular preacher, meaning he just went oh, he wanted to make sure you got it really, really good. I think it's I think it's a great way to preach. Because when I teach it on Wednesdays or Sundays, questions that come up. That I know we cover, but sometimes we just need a a little reinforcement, you know, just a little touch up, you know. Let me make sure I got that. The whole, you know, faith and grace and mercy. We hear these terms all the time, but do we really get a good grasp of them and, unless we go over them and over them and over them? So like raising a child, you just say, Ray, to stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, it is what it is. So, 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 so look at our text. He says, for this is the message that you heard from the beginning. That we, as a church and a people of God, we should love one another. One of the reasons he can say that is because if we don't love each other, if love ain't found in here, definitely ain't going to be found when we leave from this place. Okay. But the world ain't going to love us. If we standing for the things of God, if we, if we standing for God in a dark world, the world ain't going to be patting us on the back. The world ain't going to be loving us. The world going to get away from us. If they can't get away from us, they may go to another extreme. So, so, so John wants the believers to love one another. And how should we love each other? Based on what Sylvia prayed this morning. Because of what God has done for us. Because what God has done for us ought to make us love everybody that God has done that for. Okay? And we'll have some differences and things like that. But some of the things that we can't differ on is the love of God. We can't differ on the love of God. We can't, we can't love someone who says they're a brother if they don't believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose from the grave. What does that make them? Not a brother. John is, John is being, he is being divisive at the same time loving. But these Gnostics had came into the church and basically were teaching that that wasn't Jesus on the cross. You don't have to do all that. You don't have to believe that he 
died on the cross, was buried and rose from the grave. And John is correcting them at the same time saying, it's going to be different. It's going to be tough sometime. Okay? Amen. Standing for the truth. Standing for the truth in a dark world. So he, so he, so he goes all the way to Genesis. And then and he goes into one of the darkest stories that's found in scripture to illustrate his point. See, see, these preachers weren't like the ones today. They smooth today. They so smooth today. You don't even, you wouldn't even know. You was listening to preaching. Okay? They smooth. John, John wasn't smooth. Peter wasn't smooth. None of the apostles were smooth. See, they all got killed. That's why I know they wasn't smooth. Okay? Listen to what he says. For this is the message you heard and understood from the very beginning that we ought to love one another. And then, almost out of the blue, just so like, like maybe somebody was asleep. Not as Cain. Not as Cain. Who was of that wicked one. See, see, they're preachers today. There's Christians today. I'll put it like that. I talk to people and I and I and I said something like this on a lot of times I'll be on social media and and, and I'll throw something out because I know folks be like, I, well, I don't know. I, I asked the question, I say, is Cain in heaven? And there's folks out there that believe Cain is okay. Well, that's not for me to say, you know, that's up to God. No, no, no. The scripture is clear. Not as Cain. Okay? I'm not talking about Cain the wrestler. I like that Cain. One of my favorite wrestlers was Cain. Not as Cain. Watch this now. Who was of that Wicked one. Meaning. Meaning he was. He was controlled. He was a slave. He was a tool. He was a child of. The devil. Okay. And slew his brother. We're going to get into all this today. And slew his brother. Now. Now a lot of theologians. Differ on what that word slew means. Most that I study under say he came up from behind and slit his throat. That would be how they would slew a, a, a lamb before they offered it for a sacrifice. They cut his throat. They didn't beat it upside the head with a rock. He slew his brother. Why? All these question marks. These folks would have known. These believers would have known. Okay? But John is just pressing. That's why I like him. Start like John more and more. Wherefore he slew him. Somebody asked the question, why did he do it? Why is anybody doing what they're doing today? Why do we got murder every day? Every day. Mass shoot, murders, killing. Why, why is this happening? Satan's on the move. Okay? Satan's on the move. Satan's in control of some folks' lives, and we're going to go down that road a little bit. But why did he kill his brother? Why did he slew him? Watch this now. Because his own works were evil. 
Because his own works were of the devil. Because he was controlled by sin and evil and jealousy and, and, and malice and hatred and bitterness. He had an evil heart. Because his works were evil, and here we go, and his brothers righteous. Yes. Sort of like why they killed Jesus. Amen. Why did they kill Jesus? Someone said, well, why did they kill Jesus? Because his works were righteous. And theirs were evil. I like verse 13. I may spend some time with it next week too. Marvel not. Don't be amazed. Don't be surprised. Don't let it catch you off guard, my brethren. If the world, if the world hate you. See, see, so many, I said it this morning, so many Christians, so soft, so tender, so weak, so thin-skinned, get up. They want everybody to love them. Ain't happening. You stand for something. You better understand one thing for certain. Somebody else said two things for sore. Satan coming at you. You're not going to sit here and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and how to save a dying world and not get no resistance. You're not going to sit here and tell folks, well, you know what? I ain't drinking no more. I ain't cussing no more. I ain't fornicating no more. I'm, I'm done with adultery. I'm done with all the stuff of the world because it's evil and people who partake in that is going to hell without all hell breaking out. Okay. Better. It better. Two men. Now, when I, when I be studying, I'll be like, two men. That's interesting. God used two men a lot in the Bible. He used two men a lot in the illustrations. Think about it. And, and, and y'all know that I always say, you, you one of them. Okay? There's two thieves on the cross. Okay? One was of the devil, and one went to heaven. Why? Why? Let's go back. Why did Cain? Why did God accept Cain's offer, Abel's offering? Because his offering was of faith. Cain, Abel offered a lamb, which was what God said would cover your sins, and it was accepted. How was it accepted? By faith. He believed what God said. He believed what his mother and father had taught him. Listen, we sinned. We weren't the perfect parents. We sinned. Eve got that fruit, gave it to me. We did partake, and we messed up big time. Okay? And God covered our sins with blood. Okay? Now, sons... Now you're of age, you're of age where you can make a sacrifice to the Lord to cover your sins. You need to cover them with a blood offering. Would that do it, Dad? Would that do it, Mom? Yes, that's what God requires. What did Abel do? Made an offer with a lamb. What did Cain do? 
Now listen to God. I'm going to do it my own way. I'm not that bad. Okay? I don't need to, I don't need to do this. As a matter of fact, this is harder work than just bringing a lamb. I look what I did. I got a basket. I got a, I got a basket. I got apples and oranges. I, I mean, I've designed them. I mean, it is beautiful. You know, God's going to take this. There's a problem. There's a problem because God didn't ask for that. He asked for blood. By faith, Abel gave it to him. Mm -hmm. By faith, the one thief on the cross said what? Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Let me give you another, just a couple stories. Two men's stories. Two men's stories. Let 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 me give you this one. There was a rich man clothed in purple who what the Bible says fared sumptuously sumptuously every day and then there was a poor man a beggar man that sat outside his gate begging for food one went to heaven one went to hell why why because the beggar Because the beggar has faith in God. Then there's no more to it. Two men went to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a publican. And the Pharisee, y'all know the story. I got it all together. I fast, I tithe, I give. I'm the leader in the church. I do everything. And I'm glad. I'm not like this dude over here. And the dude over here said, Lord, have mercy on me, for I am a sinner. Which one went to heaven? The Bible said, Jesus said, the publican went away confident. The Bible said there were two men working in the field. I liked it, this one. And one of the, one of the people I was studying, I said, just like you're two co-workers. You go to work, you're working side by side with somebody all your life. And, 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 and you praising the Lord, you worshiping the Lord, and you reading your Bible, you trying to live a godly life. And the other one, all he talk about is stuff and parties and drinking and running the streets and all that. And the rapture coming, one is taken and one is left. Cain and Abel. Cain was born just like Abel. He was the first child ever born. How about that? He was the first child ever born in this world of a man and a woman. What else was he the first to do? He was the first murderer. He was the first murderer. How about that? Why? Because he was born with what kind of nature? A sinful nature. 
He was born in sin. And it don't take long. It don't take long to find out your child has got some sin problems. David, David said in Psalm 51, 5, y'all know these verses. He said, behold, David pleading with God because of David had sinned. He had committed adultery and had Bathsheba's husband murdered in the, in the, in the end. And, and he says, behold, I was what? Shapened in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. That means when that child was in the mother's stomach and that child was nourishing off that mother, that child was being, being nourished in a sinful body. Abel brought a sheep. And it was a, it was a test of his faith. It was a test of his faith all the way back to Genesis. And, and, and the, verse that, the verse that came to mind when I was, when I was looking at it, Abel, Abel brought the sin offering by what? Faith. Watch what it says. For by grace are you saved. How? Through faith. Through faith. And not of yourselves. Cain brought what he could do. He brought his own work. He brought his own stuff to the party when the only thing was required was faith. And he could have went to Abel at any time and said, Abel, God want to, he want us to sacrifice a lamb. He want a blood offering. And, and I'm, working in the, I'm working in the field. All I got is grain. All I got is, you know, corn and grain and, and, and root bar and all that stuff. He said, can I get a lamb? And nobody, nobody here believed Abel wouldn't have gave him one because it was required. He didn't even ask. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Should boast. Here's, 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 another, here's another part to the story. Okay? It shows the necessity for what? We got a sinful nature. We, got, we, we, have, we have faith, not works. Somebody say, I know it wasn't what? The blood. God required a blood offering. He didn't ask, you don't have to ask no questions either. I'm like, why, God? Why do you require blood off? That's not the point. God said it. That... Amen. Okay? Yes. See, and, 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 and the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 9, 22, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. There's a time where we give a Thanksgiving offering. There's a time where a Thanksgiving offering is required. A Thanksgiving offering is an offering of grain and barley and wheat and corn. And you offer that to the Lord. You offer the first fruits of it to the Lord in, in, in your, as your way of saying Thanksgiving. But God was asking for a blood offering. Okay. Anybody ever heard read this verse? It's found in Jude. It's found in Jude. Let me, let me read it. Found in Jude, Jude chapter 1, verse 11. I've looked at this verse a lot, but when you're studying, this is the thing, when you studying to preach a lesson or to teach a lesson, the verse just sort of gets amplified. Okay? Jude 1, 11. Now, now, we probably sit here, we've read it, we've heard it, but have anybody ever put some sauce on it? Really thought about it? Watch what it says. Woe unto them. 
Now, 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 before I go on, Jude is talking about, the, he's talking the same language that John is talking about. He's talking about false teachers, people who want to who wanna say there's a lot of ways to get to heaven. I, I said it this morning, somebody got into my sermon this morning, and, and they used the illustration of a mountain. And they said, heaven is like a mountain. There's a lot of ways you can get to the top of the mountain. That's the false teachers. You can go, you can climb it. You can get on a four-wheeler, you can get a helicopter, you can get a parachute, you can get to the top of the mountain. There's a lot of ways to get there. That's not true. Amen. There's only one way to get to heaven. Amen. Okay? And Jesus is the only way. He said it himself. He said, I am the way, Amen. the truth, and the light, and no man comes to the Father but. Okay? So, so, so this, this is a never-ending fight. And here we see in Jude chapter 1, verse 11, watch what Jews say. Whoa! What's that word tell you? Stop! Stop right now. Don't give them no more of your attention. Some things you just got to say whoa to. You're running into something that gives you the whoa. I, I was driving yesterday and, 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 and somebody came up behind me. And I, mean, I mean, they was going like 90. And I just... Move on over. Whoa, whoa, you got somewhere to go, buddy. Okay? Then in the back of my mind, I'm hoping the cop is in front of me Amen. and pull him over. But that's, see, that's just, see? I don't even know if that's right. Amen. Am I the only one think like that? I say, well, they market, so I ain't going to worry about it. But watch what he says. Woe unto them, for they have gone the way of Cain. What is the way of Cain? See, see, when you're studying the word of God and, and, and teaching it, I have to, well, what's the way of Cain? It is the evil way. Based on the scripture, it is an evil way. Amen. Okay? But, but it's more than that. See, the way of Cain is the way where you can get to heaven and you can, you can please God. By your works. That's the way it came. You can please God by what you do. That's what some people think. Some people think they're doing God a favor when they come to church. Amen. Well, you know, they wake up, oh, you know what? I'm going to do God a favor this Sunday and come to church. They may say, church, church. I'm going to come to church. I'm gonna, I know I'm going to do the church. I'm going to do the pastor a favor. I know they don't have a lot of members there. And I'm going to show up. That ain't getting you no brownie points. Amen. God don't care if you come to church or not. Okay? And, 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 and truth be told, I really don't. Okay? Because I, I, I ain't going to stop. Well, I, I, I'm putting this message together. And if, and if nobody show up, what am I going to do? I've already been down that road. I've preached to empty church. Okay. I heard Pastor Frost tell me this one years ago. He said, if you can't preach to empty church, you can't preach at all anyway. Oh. Amen. I, I thought that I thought that was resound. That stayed in my mind for a long time. He was saying, you know, you because if you preaching for people, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Okay. Amen. Woe unto them that have gone the way of Cain. They telling you. You don't need Jesus. Hmm. Let me finish the verse. 
Let me finish that verse. He, he throws a couple other preachers in there too. Watch what he says. I'm going to make y'all think about this verse later on in the day. I see Jake write it down. He's going to write it down. He's going he gonna, to he gonna put some time on it. Woe unto them that have gone away of Canaan and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward. Now remember Balaam? The Israelites were still in the wilderness. They were trying to get through the wilderness. They were struggling to get through the wilderness. And, 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 and the king of Moab went to Balaam, who was one of the leaders, one of the prophets, and said, put a curse on them. Put a curse on them and I'll pay big. Okay? And, 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 and a lot of churches have been, I've had a curse put on them. My preachers who will do anything for money. Say anything for money. Y'all have seen it before. I've seen it. Then he has one more group. Then he says in Paris, in the gang saying of Kor or Koran. I mean, there was a hostile group of people who came up in the, in the wilderness and they refused to obey Moses. It didn't end good for him. It didn't end good for him. So, so, so we have, our, we have our, our outline. We have our outline. We have our story. Listen, when we start talking about Cain and Abel, and we start talking about, we start talking about his steps and someone, I'm telling y'all, y'all be on it in the morning. I don't know what be getting into y'all, but the verses be coming up that I have written down. And I'm like, okay, okay. The steps of a good man or woman. Are ordered by the Lord. Watch this now. And he delighteth in his way. See, see, a good man, a good woman that, that loves the Lord, it's a delight. It's a delight. Serving God is not a burden. Serving God is not cumbersome. Serving God is it's just second nature. It's what you do. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. If God used me, and I think about that. God is using me. That ought to be, that ought to, that ought to be, you know, if you want to get prideful about something, that ought to be something. God, it's, it's, I feel honored that you called me out of darkness into your marvelous light. Fill me with your spirit. You know, I mean, that ought to be the highlight of your life. You know, your book, your book ought to, if you write a book, every chapter ought to be about what God has done for you. What God has done for you. Think about that. God has been good to you. God has been good to us. And we sit here and say, no, he ain't been so good to you. Let me tell you, son. Don't base everything God has done for you on this life. There's a life to come. There's a life after this. Okay? So the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. What's the the contrast of that? The steps of a bad man are are ordered by the the evil ones. Look at, look at, look at, look at Cain. He hated. He hated. The Bible says, "Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer." And and you know, watch this: that no murderer have eternal life abiding in him. That don't mean a murderer can't get saved. That's not what it's saying. But if you if you have a murderous heart and you are a murderous person, murders with your mouth, murders with your with, with weapons, yeah. Yeah. 
His steps were ordered. He, he, he not only hated, hate led, led to what? Kill Cain. Think about how he killed Cain. In Genesis 4 tells the story of Cain and Abel. I'm not going to get through all of it. I'm just going to hit a couple verses. But this, I thought this verse was sort of fascinating. God had told Abel, Cain, watch this in Genesis chapter 4. I might have to read more now than I wanted to, but I'm in Genesis 4.1. Stay with me. Let me just, let me just walk through this. Uh, is this is this a different, different kind of sermon. Okay. Genesis 4.1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and, and they conceived. And she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from God or from the Lord. All caps. And she again bare his brother, Abel. And Abel was the keeper of the sheep and Cain was the tiller of the ground. A lot of people say they were twins. Okay? The Bible don't say they were twins, but a lot of folks say they, they were twins. Talk to me after church. What you think? Now watch verse 3. Read with understanding. And in the process of time, it came to pass. That means they got older. They grew up. They, become, they became young men. Able to work and able to understand the scriptures and able to, able to make sacrifices unto the Lord. The, the, the Israelite or the Jewish process would have been possibly they were 13 at this time, but I don't know if they were. Huh? I have looked at that to say they were Jews. Adam was a Jew. I never read that before. So I'm going to leave that alone for now. I'll get back to you on that. But in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. The fruit of the ground, meaning he earned it, he worked for it. He, it and listen, it most likely was the most beautiful basket of fruit ever offered to God. Okay? Verse number five. Verse number four, last part. And the Lord, let, let me go back. Listen, and Abel also, in, in Abel, he also brought the firstling of, of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and his offering. Okay. How do you get the fat? What do you got to do to get the offer the fat? You got to kill it. You got to kill it. So Abel offered a lamb and killed it and offered God a blood offering what was required to cover the sin because the word of God said, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his flock, excuse me, into his offering. Now watch Cain. Watch Cain. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. Meaning he didn't accept it. Meaning it was not what he asked for. Meaning it was not what was required at this offering. He had no respect for. Now watch the watch Cain. And Cain was very wroth. That word wroth means he blazed up. Jealousy. Got hot under the collar. Anger. All that kind of stuff. And the Bible said, in his countenance fell. 
Meaning you could see it. You could see it in his face. You could see he was, he was ready to do something. You ever, you ever ran into somebody like that? They ready to do something. They ready to hurt something. His continence fell. He was ready to, he was ready to kill. Now watch God. Watch this, watch this God we serve. Watch the love of God. Watch the mercy of God. Watch, watch the grace of God. And the Lord said unto Cain, talking to him. Personal. They're on a personal relationship. God is speaking to Cain and he's talking to Cain. Trying to do what? Get him to do right. Any of us been there? Amen. <laughs> God, God, listen, listen, you, you know you're wrong. I don't care. Do it anyway. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou rough? Why are you ready? Why are you ready to do something crazy? Why are you so angry? And why is that countenance fell or fallen? Watch his answer. God's still talking to him. Excuse me. Here's grace. Here's mercy. If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted. What kind of God we serve? That's mercy. That's grace. That's, our, that's the God we serve. Extending grace to, to Cain. Go do the right thing. Just go do the right thing. Don't we talk to people like that? We ever talk to people like that? Listen, let's do the right thing. He's offering them grace. People say, there ain't no grace in the Old Testament. Yes, it is. The Old, the old, listen, the old Testament is full of God's grace. Okay? The Old Testament is full. I hear this. Listen. David asked for grace and got it. Amen. Okay. As the guy said, I want another 15 years. I, I'm not ready to die yet. God gave it to him. Amen. Okay. Hmm. Here's Cain. And if thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. Y'all heard that before. Sin waiting for you. Sitting outside your door like a lion. Ready to pounce upon you. Ready to take control of your life. Ready to take control of your thoughts and your actions and your behavior. Deacon Jeremy gave us a wonderful illustration on Wednesday night. Because sin was lying at the door. Amen. All of us have been in situations, all of us have been in a situation where, listen, this could cost me everything if I slap you. <laughs> so you look at, see, look at Columbus like, he messing with me. Y'all understand what I'm saying? We all been in a situation where, listen, if I go down this road, I may not come back. And Cain, and, and, and here's God talking to Cain, and, and he says, sin lieth at the door. He, I mean, how much, how, much, how much love can God show this man? And unto thee shall he shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Now watch verse 8. This is demonic. This is, this is Cain being evil. 
And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. Wonder how that conversation went. Wonder how that conversation went. Because maybe he, maybe he said, Abel, you know, Abel, that was a wonderful thing you did. I respect you, man. You brought the right offering. I brought the wrong offering. Man, can you take me to your, to your flock? Give me, give me what, you know, your second best I can offer to God and, and I can be right with God. I don't know what the conversation was like, but the Bible says, and Cain talked with Abel, his brother. He may have said I needed a lamb because my offering wasn't right. I don't think so. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Slew him. Cut his throat. Killed him. Okay? Buried him too. Buried him in the ground. Remember when God called Adam when Adam and Eve had uh, sinned? God said, Adam, where art thou? He already knew. He already knew. He's omniscient. He know everything. We serve a God that know everything. Now, 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 the Lord in verse number nine, and the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel thy brother? Where is Abel thy brother, Cain? And he said, I know not. I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Get a little jazzy with God. Okay? You ever, you ever, you ever had your kids get a little fly with you? They doing it already, Jake? <laughs> Kids get a little fly with you? Or, or, or anybody that, you know, anybody that you know can't whoop you. <laughs> you ever ask somebody you know can't do nothing with you? Get fly. Get a little jazzy with you. You know, you just, ooh. Here's God. Here's Cain getting getting jazzy with God. Lipping off. You know what I mean, honesty? Talking jazzy to adults. Here, here, here's here's Cain talking jazzy to God, and and, 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 he, and he says, What has thou done? God's talking to Cain, and, and thou brother's blood cry from the ground, and now art thou cursed from the earth, which have opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood. I'm, gonna, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay? Watch what he take away from Cain. Cain loved farming. He loved working in the fields. He loved it. And God hit him with that first. He says, and when thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. And a fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be in the earth. Yes. Now, what would you think should have been Cain's response? Seriously. I'm sorry. Lord, have mercy on, have mercy on me. Father, forgive me. I have done wrong. I'm evil. 
None of that. None of that. I look for the absence of that. Okay? Because none of us all got it all together. But at some point in your life, you have to say, I'm sorry. It was wrong. And in Cain, Cain, here's his answer. Here's his answer. And Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Listen, there's only two kind of people in the world. You got Cain's folks. Okay. You got you, you, you got Cain's folks and you got God's folks. That's it. And we, we, you know, I heard somebody this morning, you know, uh, somebody said, well, you know, we can straddle the fence. But if you straddle the fence, you're still on the wrong side of the fence. Amen. Okay? I love Hazel. Okay? You, and, 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 and all of us in here that say we were straddlers. Okay? What happens when you die straddling the fence? Where you go when you die straddling the fence? Okay? You're going, to, you're going to fall on the wrong side of the fence every time. Abel, Abel is a picture of Christ. I said it this morning too. Abel was a picture of Christ. How? Why, Pastor? Why do you say he's a picture of Christ? Because Abel died in the hands of sinful men. Sin caused Abel to be killed. His righteousness was, was he was, they was jealous of his righteousness. Cain was jealous of his righteousness and killed him. His offering was the right offering. Yeah. It was offered in blood. What did Jesus offer? See, 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 that wasn't just any blood on the cross. See, the one preacher said, well, down on the cross, all it took, anybody could have done it. I said, see, you got to turn him off. See, you got to turn him off. See, you got to turn him off with the quickness. See, see, it, it wasn't any kind of blood. Peter, Peter says in, in 1 Peter, it was a Precious blood of the lamb. It wasn't any kind of blood. So when, when Pastor Kenneth Copeland said, it would have been dying on the cross, anybody could have done it. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. And Abel's offering, I said it earlier, was an offering of faith. Let me, let me, let me wrap up. Let me give you just a couple things that... This lesson brought out to me, and I'll let y'all go. And I said there's only two kind of people in the world, okay? Unbelievers like Cain, believers like Abel, okay? What's the difference? What's the difference? What do we, what do we have that the world don't have? How about that? Let me give you, this. Let me give you the, the foundation you know, if you're ever looking for the scripture that, that explains the Bible, explains the whole gospel, you go to 1 first, first Corinthians 15, 1. Y'all thought I was going to say John 3, 16. But they're, they're similar. You'll see a lot of John 3, 16 and 1 Corinthians 15. But watch what 1 Corinthians 15, 1 says. And every believer, every believer says amen to that, to this verse. It has to be given a hearty amen. Paul writing to the Corinthian church. Now remember. Remember, 15 chapters in Corinthians, and he has given them the business all the way through the book. Then he gets toward the end of the book, and he says this. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. 
the good news which I preached unto you. So he preached. Paul said, I preached Christ and crucified. He said, which also you have received and wherein you stand. By which also, here we go, you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you unless you have believed in vain. There's no vain believers, I pray. If you believe, you believe. And now I don't believe in vain. Vain means empty. Here's the gospel. Paul said, I ain't have a buffet. He said, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which also I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, not according to me. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, according to the scriptures. How about that? How about that? How about that? Listen. Listen. Suffering. See how how things was working this morning? Y'all was working this morning. Suffering. Part of it. See, suffering is part of the Christian life, and and we don't want to suffer, but your blessing comes in suffering. Your blessing comes when you're walking with the Lord, you're going to suffer. You know how how I know? Because we want to live in a dark world. So when you show up at the job... And you got, your, you got your Holy Ghost, your kind of glory going on, and you just praising God and you thanking him that you woke up and you thanking him that your children are good. You thanking him that your, that your kids are okay. They got to school on time. Your phone ain't ringing. You thank him. Yeah. And you thanking him and you living like that and you walking around, you won't go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. You, won't go unnoticed. you won't go unnoticed when you come in the room and everybody in there, how you doing today? I'm doing good today. You ain't gotta be you ain't gotta be going all crazy. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm blessed. I'm I'm highly favored. You ain't gotta have on the blessed t-shirt and the blessed no no. You just Amen. I'm doing good today. Yes, yes. Amen. I'm doing good today. Woke up this morning. You ain't gotta even say all this stuff, but this is what's going on in your mind. You know, the shower's running, I ain't had to call the plumber. See, that's something to be thankful for. Plumbers ain't no joke and hard to find too. You know, I, I'm, I'm doing good. And it shows. Guess what? Guess what Paul says? Yea, and all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay? Here, here, here's two churches. The seven churches, there were two churches. There were two churches that made it. That God didn't have nothing to say about. That God said, you are, you are blessed and highly favored. Two churches. And one was Smyrna, which means crushed. Watch what he says to the church. Revelation 2, to the church of Smyrna. I, I, one of my favorite, favorite churches. And when I talk about the church, I think about Smyrna being crushed. Watch what he says. And to the angel of the church of Smyrna. Revelation 2, chapter 8, verse 8. He says to the angel of the church of Smyrna, these things say the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works, tribulation, poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Now watch what he says. This church was brutalized. Fear none of these things. Which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you be tried, 
and you and you shall have, here we go, tribulation, 10 days. Be thou faithful. Be thou faithful. How long, how long, Jesus? Unto death. Be thou faithful unto death. And I will give thee a crown of life. Let me make one more point about Cain and Abel. Abel represented suffering. He still speaks. Some folks call Abel a prophet. But God said his blood speaks from the ground. Cain made a decision. He made a decision that day. Cost him everything. We still making decisions. We still got to make choices every day. Who hasn't made a choice today? Amen. You got to make a choices every day. Now, now, when, when I look at, when I look through the Bible, and I look for verses with great choices. You know what I found out this week? There are 31,102 verses in the Bible. Yeah, I have to choose from got a lot to choose from. But, but here, you, you guys, I, and I try to stay familiar, but I know you guys know this, but it's all about a choice you got to make. Okay? And I'm speaking, I'm speaking, I'm speaking. Okay? Joshua, y'all know this story. Here's Joshua. End of his life. Joshua's a mighty warrior. Remember the 12 spies went over? Ten of them came back and said he was scared. I'm shaking in my boots. Joshua and Caleb, we can do this. We can do this. He was a warrior. He was a fighter. He was, he was a fighter. He had faith in God. He, God said, you're going to get the promised land. Joshua said, we got it. Then he writes this towards the end. He says, and if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, here we go. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Remember, the, remember Jesus was going down. He was on his way. Huge crowds following. Thousands of people following Jesus. John 6. And he said some strong words to the folks that was following him. He said, some of y'all follow me. Don't know why you follow me. Some of you follow me. You don't know the cost of what it means to be a disciple. Then in verse 65, and he said, therefore, I say unto you that no man can come unto me except it be given unto him of the father. And it says in 66, from that time, many of the disciples went back and walked no more with him. Now, watch where it gets interesting at, because he's going to talk to his peoples like I'm talking to you guys, because it may get rough. It may get difficult. I I shouldn't say may. It will. And then Jesus said to the 12. How about that? He said to the 12. He didn't need a whole, he didn't need a big entourage. Okay? He said to the twelve, Will ye also go away? See, we don't, you won't hear that in the church anymore. We don't want nobody to go away. We want everybody to stay in your lifestyle. You can stay as long as you come because we need you. 
Listen, I know you're cheating on your wife. I know you're cheating on your husband. I know, I know, but don't go stay and, and, and contaminate all the whole church. It don't matter as long as we got a full house. It's the only thing that counts. I won't say nothing about your sin. You don't say nothing about mine. That ain't how Jesus operated. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. When you see what he said, a little leaven. Y'all, y'all, y'all here to bake, y'all know about a little leaven. It's a little, that's a little leaven. So, so in hypothetically speaking, if Jeremy, Jeremy was was LGBT and he was sitting there with, with his arm around his boyfriend. And, and, and I'm sitting here and say, well, you know, well, you, you okay, long, you know, you okay. I'm not gonna I, I, you 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 should come to church and hear the word of God. And and he do that for five years. Y'all see what I'm saying? What's the message I'm sending to everybody else? What's the message I'm sending to everybody else? Okay. What's Amaya thinking? And she look over there, well, you know, hey, if that's okay with him, it's okay, it's okay. What they need, what needs to happen? Folk need to be saved. Folk need to be saved. Peter, Peter answered and said, Lord, where should we go? He said, thou has the words of eternal life. I'll give you my last one. And it's, 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 really, it's really one of my favorite ones about making decisions because we got to make decisions. We going to serve God or not? We going to serve God or not? I mean, see, see, coming to church, we ain't serving God when we come to church. The service start when? When we leave, when we leave, we, that's when we start serving. We come in here to get empowered. We come in here to get our marching orders. Okay? Some of us don't even, we have, we have no scriptures to help someone who, who, who is, is in, bondage, in the bondage of homosexuality or drugs or pornography or some kind of, some kind of addiction. We don't, we, we don't even know where to go with the scriptures because the scriptures speaks to stuff. That ain't popular. Ain't never gonna be popular. Okay? But you have to make a decision. Am I gonna serve God? Or I'm gonna serve man. And when we serve God, there's gonna be some consequences. When we serve man, there ain't no consequences. Here's Ruth. Y'all know this, y'all know this subject. Here, Ruth and Naomi and, and their sister, and they on their way back to Bethlehem because they found there was bread in the land. But if Ruth left. It was going to cost her something. It was going to cost her her inheritance. It was going to cost her her family. It was going to cost her, her all her childhood friends, a whole bunch of stuff. And she counted the cost. Her sister did. The Bible says in Ruth 1 and 14, they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpha kissed, the mother, kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth claved to her, held on to her. And here's what she said. Here's what Ruth had to say. Well, here's what Naomi said at first. She said, behold, thy sister has gone back unto her people, into her gods, little G. Return thou after her, your sister-in-law. Watch Ruth. Watch Ruth. Make a decision. A life-changing, a life-changing decision. 
Changed, changed Ruth's whole life. Ruth is in the, in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Watch what it says. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. And thy people shall be my people. And thy God, my God, capital G, capital G. And where thou diest, will I die. And there will I bury. There will I be buried. And the Lord do unto me and more so. Watch this. If aught but death part thee and me. And when Naomi saw that, watch what she says. She was steadfastly minded to go her way and she left speaking about it. Well, Pastor, you always talking crazy. Following Jesus is crazy. Amen. Okay? Following Jesus is crazy. People say, well, what do you mean? No, it's crazy. It takes crazy folks to follow Jesus. Amen. Okay? And some folks ain't crazy enough to follow him. Okay? I pray that you guys follow Jesus. It ain't easy. Expect some backlash, some persecution. It's coming. Oh, but the blessings. I, I just sit here and think about how good God has been to me and, and my wife and and I'm sitting here like, it ain't been easy. Now, I don't, when I say that, I don't want y'all thinking. It's just been a road. It's just been smooth sailing. But it's good to overcome some things and overcome some obstacles and, and keep on climbing. Somebody said, you can't climb no smooth mountain. You need some humps and bumps to grab onto. And you look back over the years and sitting I've been together now, 38 going on 40. I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. Amen. All the ups and downs. God is good. Precious Lord, thank you this morning. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the people of God. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for great illustrations that's found in the life of Cain and Abel, Father God. Let our sacrifices, Father God, be accepted by you, Father God. Let us understand that you are God and you desire us to have faith in your son, Jesus Christ. And when we have faith in your son, Jesus Christ, he covers us with his precious blood, Father God. Then we have power, we have a right. When we stumble, when we fall, when we don't do the things that we often know we should do, Father God, we can go to our Father and say, Father, forgive me. For I have sinned, and we can we can know without a shadow of a doubt that He is faithful and just yeah. to forgive us, Father. Thank you for being so good to us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.